Welcome to the Creative Monday Show. This show is the home for creatives, business, lifestyle, and wellness professionals who believe in personal and professional development. Each week, we bring you an inspirational person from around the world to help you learn effective lessons and strategies to develop yourself, grow your business, and impact your community. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, business consultant, brand strategist, and innovative entrepreneur. Let the show begin. Welcome to another edition of the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I am your host, Mervyn Batram, and I will be with you for the next hour. Today, I have the amazing privilege of talking to one of my personal motivator, inspirational um, women that's been involved in my life. Um, and I say that because I think a few years back, I was a part of the formation of the Bumapan Business Association, and we had her come and do a training with us, help us kind of formulate uh, the organization. And she said something to me, she spoke into my life, and I don't even know she remembered this, but it really shifted things for me. Uh, she said, you know what, you are very inspirational and very motivational. You should consider being a motivational speaker. And that was a spark that got lit in my heart. And I was like, oh, maybe that's true. And I started to pursue that. And today I am a motivational speaker. I am, uh, even the show that we're doing, it's about inspiring, motivating, and transforming lives. And a lot of that came just from that little seed that she planted in my life. So today I have the honor of having a really good heart-to-heart discussion with Dr. Dion Chamberlain. Um, and I just want to introduce her to you. And I just, I want to encourage you, suck everything you can from her because uh, she is a wealth of resource for entrepreneurs, not just here in Belize, but in the region. So good day, uh, Dr. Chamberlain. Welcome uh, to the Creative Mother Discussion Show. Good morning. And thank you so much for having me. And I am so excited about what you said just now, because, you know, as motivational speakers, both of us, um, we know that it's only one starfish at a time that you pick up and you can create that critical mass. And it's really not about our success. It's about others' success. And so um, I never knew that story, but (laughs) you've touched my heart and warmed me because just like you, that was how I started as well. Awesome. That's very encouraging. And someone always told me, go and do likewise the same way that we've been imparted to the same way that we've received and learned and others have poured into our lives we have a responsibility to continue uh pay it forward and pass it on to others right and so i i'm really honored to have you with us today and let's jump in i i i want to start kind of like introducing yourself and helping uh, Belize and beyond get to know who you are. What are some of the things you've been involved with over the years? And yeah, just give us a quick overview of, of your journey and that's gotten you to where you're at right now. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, in terms of my journey, I, I just want everybody out there to know that I first took my an entrepreneurial test to see if I was able to be an entrepreneur. And it told me not to do it because mm. I was I was a, not a risk taker and only risk takers could become entrepreneurs. And I believed that self-doubt. And so one thing I want to say is that when doubt crosses your path and tells you what you shouldn't do, challenge it and do exactly what they say you shouldn't do. And just like Mervyn, I had a very good friend who felt that I was a great speaker and invited me to go to a Caribbean um, associational regional um, conference to speak in Grenada. And when I arrived there, 
I was not aware that I would be speaking amongst speakers who had were multimillionaires, had been trained mm-hmm. all of their life and had been doing all of this amazing work. And I'll tell you, I was intimidated and I was scared. But she told me, you are just as good as them, just that you don't have the money. So, <laughs> you know, like, like go on that stage, strut that stage and do it the way that you do because your message is more powerful because it comes from your tests mm. and the hardships that you face in your life and it will become your testimony. So just get out there and make me proud. And like I said, I got on that stage and the reviews were amazing. Yeah. But it was so good that one of the, speakers at that event and her name is Consuelo Kickbush. She's a, a motivational speaker around the world and she's a multimillionaire self-made. And she came to me after it was over and she said, um, I want to train you. Would you mm. be willing to be trained and mentored by me? And I was excited because I mean, this is like top level person saying this to me. And she said, I'll be contacting you in a couple months time. And I'll be sponsoring your trip. I want you to come. He said, the only thing you have to do is your airfare. I'll take care of everything else. And I want you to come. So months pass and I'm like, oh, you know, everybody walks up to you and offers these things. Never happened. But then the message came and she said, we're ready. And I'm doing this for, I think it was 20 women. And you're going to be flown to Las Vegas. You're going to be taken care of. And I mean, she took care of us, but the training was grueling. Mm. Um, You were woke up at six in the morning and you started off with yoga, mindfulness and all of this and sharing and communicating and talking and vision boarding and and preparing all of us. She set us free uh, a week later and she said, okay, you all are ready to go. I have you set up. And that following year, she and I get invited again to come to the conference, but it's held in Belize this time. So Mm. I go there and I can tell you that this started off just like what Mervyn said with one friend, um, this is Judy McCutcheon saying that I could, and then another person and, and and not that I'm pushing, it's a woman thing, but a, a woman stepped forward and said, I want to support you. So I want everybody to know that it's about support. And then even further than that, I met this amazing trainer, um, Ian Blanchard came to Belize and he again said, you don't, you shouldn't be working for somebody. You should be Mm. working for yourself. And he sat down and shared his business model, his financial model, his pricing model, everything. And I sat there going like, why would you do that? People don't (laughs) share that type of detail with people because then you're exposing yourself to competition. But what he also taught me was that it's never competition. It's always Mm. competition. It's cooperating with each other, competing with each other. Yes, but competing to drive each other to the next level. Mm. And that's what entrepreneurship is about. And it's about you shifting your craft to match what the needs of the world are. But you should have fun doing it. And it should be something that sings in your soul, lights up your heart, and that you're meeting a common good. But at the same time, you're giving back. And that was how my company really got formed. But I must tell you that God also played his role. Yeah. Um, we included the social entrepreneurship model where everything we do, we give one free. Mm. And that has multiplied our blessings and has expanded and grown us and helped us to be able to give more to the community. So I want everybody to know that you need friendship. You need mentorship. You need finances, yes, but you also need to have God in your life because he will guide the path to where you end up. 
And I really love that. It's just such an inspirational story and journey and so much we can suck from that. Even right now, you know, I, every success that you see is, is compounded success of others building on your life, inputting into your life. And that's what I'm hearing too, that you had so many people that came along and it's, I believe it was also very divinely connected that they came along and they built and invested in your in your uh, life. I, I kind of want to go back to to that first uh, experience when you went and traveled out and uh, you were nervous. You were about to to take the stage and you said, you know, you, you were encouraged to go and deliver your message. How did you find your message? Like, like let's talk a little bit about that because I think part of the problem, many entrepreneurs, many speakers, many individuals, business owners, we haven't found our unique message. We haven't honed into that problem that we solve. And so you're kind of just being tossed all over the place. But when you speak from your true authentic message, I think then that's where you're connecting. So do you have any thoughts, uh, any, any, any uh, input in how do you, or how did you find your message and then how did you craft your message to release it out there? Um, honestly, it came from a point of me finally wanting to get rid of my pain and mm. wanting to heal. So my message and because I was in a foreign environment, I felt comfortable. I felt that I wouldn't be judged and nobody would be judging me. And I believe that that is the first time I ever publicly spoke about the abuse that I had at the hands of, of men in my life. I mean, it, when I was younger, an uncle of mine, I was able to speak openly and honestly because I did. I knew I would go back home and nobody yeah. in Grenada knew me, right? And that was yeah. the end of that. And I was able to speak of that. And, and the fact that I was able to speak about how I realize my entrepreneurship capabilities by the fact that my family, we had a hard upbringing and I had to mm -hmm. sell pizza and merengue pie on the street for my mother for us to be able to survive. And I realized that she was a powerful single woman disabled mm -hmm. who was making her life possible. Not sitting back and whining and complaining, which a lot of us want to do. We love to sit and live in our misery. And I realized at that point that everything that I had gone through, even my high school principal telling me that I was the least likely to succeed. Wow were the catalyst that told me, you don't have to start off perfect. You don't have to start off with the perfect grades. You don't have to start off knowing where you're going. You could be a total screw up and yeah. pick up yourself and move forward. So you can determine your destination. You may not have control of your situation, but you can determine the destination that you're going to. And you could own all your misery and all your hardship and continue to, to, to live off of, of, of wanting pity but you can turn your pity party into a success party and realizing yeah. that you can fail your way to success. Yeah. And I believe that the minute I started to believe in me, the way others believed in me was the starting point because you know, we're so filled up with self doubt, everybody telling you what you can do, what you shouldn't do, what mm -hmm. can't happen. You're just a woman, you know, all of this. And Marvin, I'll be honest with you in corporate Belize, it is hard to yeah. work. Um, people are coming at you with racial biases. There's even more sexual harassment on the workplace. There's bullying on the corporate side of it. And it's coming from all levels, from your yeah. peers, from your senior people all over the place. And these break our young people and these break our men and women as they enter into the professional core. And what I found out is that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So we get hurt and then we build up all of this, this shell and this skin. But that moment when I was free to say who I was, I was able to peel off all those negative layers and no judgment. And what was amazing was that 
my family who didn't know a lot of what I'd been through, they were like, wow, why didn't you tell us? Why weren't yeah. you back to our support? But then I realized I didn't trust anybody. Mm. But you can't trust people who don't trust yourself. Yeah. So you got to start off with you and healing and growth and movement and success honestly starts with you getting rid of all the baggage, all of the horrific things that have happened in your lifetime, not putting them first and foremost, because what you focus on, you give power to, and then you move on because yeah. moving on is where you got to go. Cause if you're not moving, you're dying. Yeah. And that's a reality. Yeah. I love this. I love what you're talking about because, uh, you know, part of our purpose uh, is to inspire people to freedom and wholeness. And one of the things we believe that if, if your mind, your heart can become free, uh, it will translate into everything that we do. So that, that mental health, that mental process kind of coming to that place of really believing in yourself, coming to that place to know that you have value, you're unique, um, and there's greatness within you. And how do we release that to the world? I think it's crucial. Um, and, and you've alluded to a lot. There's a lot of external things within the home, within the society that, that, that has beaten down individuals that have abused, that have kind of come to uh, break it almost crush an individual spirit from really emerging. But yet we see some of those individuals overcome those things and become some of the greatest uh, change agent in the world. Uh, from your own experience, what would you say are a few key ingredients that uh, in, uh, an individual need to embrace if they're going to break free from some of those uh, maybe historic or generation or cultural barriers and then step forward into who they're supposed to be um, in this world? Well, first of all, they need to seek um, healing. Yeah. And sometimes that means a mentor, a coach, a friend, somebody out there who is willing to come in and help hold your hand. Um, my company, we believe in what we call Ubuntu leadership. And Ubuntu leadership is, is an African um, form of leadership and management, which which is you are nothing without your community. Mm. And so you have to bring in that community. However, those who lead you have to lead you with their with your head, which is the, the science, the, the direction, the focus, the strategy, the methodology. But they have to also lead you with their heart. They have to care about you. And so mm. they have to want to bring. And that's where you come in, um, Mervyn, and your organization, as you start to expose other people and realize that once you introduce someone, that that person is there for the community, should the community want support. So I'm offering yeah. myself as well. And then the handholding. Because many of us won't necessarily charge off. You know, we need that handholding. We need someone to take us along the path and hold our hand. And as we build our personal healing, and there's a lot of support out there that you can get. Um, and then you start moving towards what we call self-mastery, where you start to build your own self-esteem that has been ripped apart. And you start to build upon who you know that you can be. There's a lot of untapped potential out there. And a lot of people say that they have a lot of potential, but potential is what you have never seen, what you have never heard and what you have never experienced. Mm. So you have to really be willing to try something new. And, I, and although COVID has a lot of negativities, I can tell you that COVID let people, a lot of people see the possibilities that exist and how they can drive themselves forward. However, I get worried when I see the pity party starting to come up where, you know, things yeah. are so rough, things are so hard and I'm struggling and I'm struggling. Stop focusing on the struggle, mm. focus on the success, focus on the gratitude, focus on, on what you have. And I've told people all the time, if three people show up to one of my events, that's three people who are interested. 
I prefer yeah. that rather than a room of a thousand people who have no interest, but they're just there to fill the room, you know? Mm. So start appreciating who shows up, whether it's be those few family members, those few friends, those few business partners. Stop looking for mass a, a, a approval of what you're doing and start working on you approving because you're the most important person in any room and then going to that next level. Once you put yourself in a space where you want quality love, um, where you love yourself and then you can attract those to love you at the same level, you start attracting that. I have been so lucky to find a partner, business and and, hus- and partner of husband, I mean, who supports everything that I do, who doesn't yeah. stifle my growth, who allows me to speak and, and allows my story to be told. Um, and, and that is something that, that opens you up so completely. And it's important for us to realize that you have to get good people in your life. Yeah. The minute you have to question, are they there for the right reason? Then you know they're not. Just move on, you know? Yeah. And that, that, is, that is so wonderful. And I think, you know, right now, especially in this time, you need that kind of input because we, with COVID, with the reality of what's been happening, there's, there's been a lot of people locked up, struggling with depression, struggling anxiety, struggling with uh, second-guessing themselves and not stepping forward and grabbing hold of, their purpose, their destiny, and, and and really bringing that solution. And I love what you said just now, that get rid of the negativity. Uh, and, you know, I think many times it's easy to gravitate towards what's hard, gravitate towards not what's not happening. Uh, but it's it takes a lot of discipline to focus and, and celebrate what is happening, celebrate the success we're having, right? So, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about the, the mindset, the mental space we need to be in uh, for our own heart, for our own mind, as well as our business. But, uh, you know, um, Dr. Dion, uh, what you, you, I see you as someone who champions entrepreneurship and champions entrepreneurs. You know, I believe there's a lot of resource often for the business, but not enough resource for the entrepreneurs and the journey that we have to go through. And you're one of the person that, that um, champions that. What would you say are some of the common mistakes that you've identified entrepreneurial entrepreneurs make as they're venturing out in getting their solutions to market? Well, one of the very first things that I see is um, I believe that you need to test out that business ahead of time. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with being employed and testing out entrepreneurship at the same time, because you have to find out if your business is viable and you have to learn that work ethic and that structure and that principled environment that organizations often bring. Because a lot of entrepreneurs think that it's about me not having to go and work on time and I just don't want to have a boss. Yeah. Honestly, as an entrepreneur, your customers are your bosses and they dictate and direct you around mm-hmm. more than any supervisor or manager will ever do to you in your lifetime. So you have to get over that and realize that structure is important. Learn how to structure, learn the business side of it. When you're working at any organization, start to pull on what is their employee manual like? What is the structure? What are they doing? Because you have to put all of those where you go. And it's best that you put that in place and you've actually practiced it ahead of time. Um, Another failure that I see is where you want everything to be perfect in that new business that you have. I need to, I need $20,000 to start because I need state of the art computers. I need state of the art, everything. (laughs) I started my business with a bucket laptop that (laughs) barely worked, you know? And what I did was I structured it that I made my, I asked my clients, you know, you provide the projectors, you provide the speakers, you provide everything that I need. Um, And that way, I would then, I then invested later, but 
can you imagine if I had started out and wanting to yeah. own all of these things? I would have either bought a lot of cheap quality stuff or I would have been not able to maintain what I had. So you have to start off small. And, 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 and Zacharias in the Bible speaks about it. Don't, don't mock those who start small. Yeah. And then you ramp up and then you grow and then you get there. But the most important part for any entrepreneur is to know that you make sure that this is, this is, this is like what um, Darwin speaks about. hundred percent of the customers have to be served it hundred percent of the time. Other companies can do 80% and 60 and 70 because they can say, but let me tell you, if 30% of your customers are not happy when you're an entrepreneur, you're in trouble. Mm. If 2% is not happy, then you're in trouble. So when you make a mistake, you work on fixing that. You work on converting their mindset because within this entrepreneurship small space, and where it's no longer word of mouth, it's now world of mouth because of mm. Facebook and Instagram and all of these things. Your, the experiences you deliver have to be with integrity, with honesty, and honest with caring for your customer at every single point of the way. So you need to start monitoring your space out there. What are you saying in private, in public, in semi-public and private? Because it affects your customer base. Mm. So you have to change and turn around the way you are presenting yourself because you are always presenting those customers and you have to give 100%, 100% of the time. I, I love something you said just now, that, that experience, that customer experience. What experience are you giving? And I love that because often we think about the service and I, I, I'm, I'm very service driven, I'm very quality driven. And so we put a lot of effort on the quality of the product, but more than the quality of the product, or I would say on top of the quality of the product, what's that customer experience uh, that you're given? Uh, what would you, what kind of advice would you give to a company or, or organization or even an entrepreneur to strengthen their customer experience? Because you know, customer service really. I was talking with a friend, um, and he he works in customer service space, and he says he's noticed in this COVID time, customer service kind of is getting weird and has taken a dip, um, and 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 people are kind of like in this very casual mode when it comes to customer service. So, what would you say are things essential things we need to be looking at with our customer experience? But one of the first things is realistically ensuring that you've created that work culture that you want to deliver on. Because remember, if you have other employees with you working, they have to buy in to your messaging. Yeah. Because I can say that, you know, Mervyn and Dion, we give a certain level of service. But then remember, we have to trust that the people behind us are delivering that same thing. So training is absolutely important. Keeping that culture up is very important. But realistically, employee engagement is mm. where it really is. Um, employees will give discretionarily to you according to how you treat them. So a lot of people like to say, well, let's work on customer service. I believe you work on employee service and employee mm. engagement first, and it naturally will trickle to your customers. And it will naturally then trickle into your bottom line where you will see that revenue coming in. So your employees, you need to show that you care. Yeah. And they need to know why they're invested, why it is that you're delivering, and you need to cue in on their emotional and non-emotional cues. COVID has been a difficult time for many of us. You may say, well, I never cut anybody's salary. Everybody was fully employed and gainfully employed, but you know how much of their family members were? Yeah. And now their salaries, which which was only theirs before COVID, 
is now having to be given to the grandmother, to the aunt, to mm. whomever is losing. And they're under severe pressure because they have children at home doing homeschooling. And let me tell you, I've heard that that is difficult. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to keep your children at the level that you need to. So they're going through a lot and their mental space is being affected. And I don't know if you've realized this, but the suicide rates have improved, have really risen in Belize and around the world. So people are very finite in their decision making. They're looking at death. COVID gives me death. So why don't I just cancel my pain now and, and go that direction? Yeah. So emotionally, you really have to look at that. However, you can't allow your customer service to go down. And a lot of companies in Belize, I've noticed, are allowing that to happen, yeah. giving off the excuses where um, somebody goes into your office at, say, 4.30, and then you say, well, we have to close five. You could please come back later. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, don't turn away a customer ever. Don't turn away your financial possibilities. Let people know that they can depend on you. However, don't take on more than you can chew. Yeah. Because the minute you take on more than you can chew, then you start giving mediocre and substandard work. And trust me, I have found out that my best marketing that I have ever done, even though I'm a communication and visibility consultant, has been my word of mouth. Yeah. Whenever I get a client, and I'm talking now, I got a client this morning from Panama, and they're telling me that a local company told them, a person told them that I was best in that area. And so these are the things that you want to look out for. Where people are referring you and referrals are the most powerful thing right now because people want to know that somebody who did business with you engaged and enjoyed doing business with you. They don't want to hear that all of your CVs and your beautiful websites and all yeah. of that. They want to know that it's real. And that's something that we have to focus on because it won't be real unless you take care of your people and they're engaged. Uh, you know, in everything that you're saying, one of the things I'm hearing a lot uh, even in, in, in my mind's eye, is the importance of personal development as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you can't just enter into this space and kind of just like go on what you knew yesterday. Or, um, you got to keep developing yourself. You got to, even your mental health, getting counseling, getting advice, because, you know, if you're not in your best state of mind, if you're not in your best state, how can you give uh, that to your team? How can you lead your team in that kind of arena, right? And so the importance of that continual development. Now, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was like, where do you find the time to read with all the things that we got to manage as entrepreneurs? So, uh, you know, walk us through maybe some of your process in your, how do you keep yourself developed? How do you keep yourself relevant? How do you keep yourself um, in the cutting edge of your industry? And then how how can, what kind of mindset maybe entrepreneurs to be, need to be embracing um, as, as things are in a rapid changing state in the world right now? And that's an excellent question because we have to train our brain and we have to upgrade and do what is necessary. I can tell you that um, during COVID, um, I realized that being COVID certified was really important. And guess what? The World Health Organization was offering free training and free certification for anybody who wanted to know how to properly social distance and how to do that sort of thing. Uh, again, um, change management. You have to go ahead and check up on the buzzwords and what's going on. If you're in food, for instance, go on Food Network and find out what are the plating? What are the new things that they're serving? What are the things that people are looking for? What niche am I trying to get into? But one of the things that I've found out is that no matter what area of business that you're in, if somebody calls you up and says, do you do this? Mm -hmm. You can say, um, yes, we do. 
can I please get back to you? Because I have found out that many times as an entrepreneur, you don't know that you that you do that. Yeah. Um, I could remember that when somebody called me up and said, do you do professional slide decks? I didn't know what a slide deck was. Yeah. And But I, I, I'm thinking to myself, it can't be something that I don't know. And I looked it up and then I was like, oh, wow, I do slide decks. Yeah. I remember one of my first jobs was when the World Bank, they needed somebody who could do resettlement action plans for PS5 regulations. And I was like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> and guess what? It was right there. Unlike when I first started my business 20 years ago, we didn't have the resources we did. But every entrepreneur in Belize has the resources. If you're an IT person, you just have to Google what do people want in IT or what do they want you to know? And they want to know about cybersecurity. They want to know about blockchain. You know, if it's about food, people want to know um, what are street what are street foods around the world? Can you imagine you can do a catering with street foods around the world? All the recipes are there. You don't necessarily need to to have known that. I mean, you have to you have to be willing to expose yourself to new things. Plating ideas if you're a, if you're a chef or a caterer, um, if you're a teacher, what what are people looking for now in the environment and in the world? Um, whatever if you're an engineer, what are they looking for? They're now looking at environmentally focused, environmentally conscious areas. There's a lot of consultations going on right now. So people like yourself and I, we can do stakeholder consultations for big groups. There are so many different areas that you can get into food truck business now. I mean. This has been a big thing as you watch on television. There are so many different opportunities that can open up if you open up your brain, open up your mind and say, you know what? Whatever I can do, I can do. However, partnerships are key. You don't have to do everything. Call up somebody else that you trust and they can probably become a, a partner with you in a project that you're doing. A lot of us want to be all knowing and omnipotent in our, our, in our, and having a monopoly on knowledge. We don't need a monopoly on knowledge. There are so many people out there that you can work with, that you can bring into your fold, that you can develop amazing businesses together. I currently partner with, with, with like night and day photography and Maynard, and I mean, from avant-garde and many different organizations. And now I know that I'm going to be, be working along with you. The reality is that we have to start looking at others in our community, you know, and building that community where if you have an entrepreneur who needs support in whatever type of business, hair braiding that they have, you forward people to them. If there's a new yeah. person, you know, whatever it is, help to build that community. Um, I've, I've listened to a motivational speaker um, speak and he said, without a community, you are merely a commodity. So wow. build a community around what you do. Know who you can move and spread to and move to and then build that and never be jealous. Never be worried about who's taking over from you because everyone will start realizing that they can partner with you rather than always compete against you. I, I love it. So there's two things coming up for me and I'm trying to figure out like, which, which direction I want to go with this. I'll, I'm going to drop two of them and then you can tell me your thoughts on them. One of them is, our, our culture, like we have a culture in Belize and, and you're talking about community, you're talking about partnership, and yet we're in a culture where I think that's still young. That's still something the younger gener- generation is embracing it, but we still kind of, for the most part, have um, this 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 resistance to that, uh, that mindset, or maybe it might be in different parts of the country. So that's one thing. And then you are talking about community and building community. And I'm thinking, okay, 
what are these, what are essential tools, essential uh, approaches we need to take when we're building our community? How do we find our community? How do we find our tribe? Right. So there's those two line of thoughts that's uh, that's coming to me. So maybe you can speak, start speaking into any which one you want to go first. Excellent. Um, one of the things that and, I, and I'll give you myself as an example. Um, like I said, my first person who kicked me off in one particular area was my friend, Judy. I mean, she was the one who started me on the speaking perspective. In terms of the training aspect, I was contacted by a friend who, who, who contacted me and said, I'd like for you to do training. And then I got into that environment. But then they said they wanted recorded trainings. They wanted to be able to, to play back and do role play. I don't have that expertise. So then I bring in my, my friend who said he wanted to start his business. He had one camera. And then I bring him into that. Then the client says, um, we want food. We want, um, we need to eat at these events and we need drinks and whatever. And I met this amazing entrepreneur um, who makes juices, you know, like, like he just does fresh juices and all of that. And I call him up and I say, listen to me, you don't have any, any tagging on your, on your bottles and stuff. I'll help you. Let, let's create a nice, you know, we have to make this thing look pretty, you know? And then you start selling your juices, but I'm going to highlight it when I'm speaking, you know, you're drinking the juice from, you know, whomever and whatever. And then, and by the way, we are now being filmed by such and such. And so you have to start being willing to share the limelight yeah. because a lot of us, we want to own it. You know, Chamberlain Consulting did the event. No, yeah. Chamberlain Consulting did the event, but we were we were funded by creative Monday discussions and we yeah. had partnership with this one and, and whatever. And a lot of people seem to think that sponsorships have to be cash. Let me tell you, I have found out that when you give of the services that you provide, and that's one of the things that I've told everybody, I will sponsor any event that anybody has, but not with cash. Cause I don't have cash to donate mm -hmm. like that, but guess what? My services are worth a lot. And it, when I, when I do my, my full costing. So guess what? I will give what I have to offer. And that's how I pull my, my partners and my sponsors and everybody together because I could get huge amounts of money from them, but just in what they do. So they don't feel like it's a burden to be able yeah. to partner. And then we can work together. So it's a matter of you being able to share that, but also becoming more established. And this is one of the areas as the chairman of the coalition of least coalition of service providers, I realized that sometimes the Belizean market is too small for us. Yeah. And also everybody knows you and, and, and there are the personal biases and prejudice and, Oh, I don't like he, and I don't like she, and whatever is the situation. And I found that it's best that you start to also looking at that market of, 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 of penetrating outside markets. Yeah. And there are trainings that are free for that. Um, uh, we do a services go global training that helps you to create a service strategy for you to be able to um, establish your businesses outside. Um, there are mentors and people don't know this, but they, but if they call up a, a Mervyn Woodrum, I'm sure that he would sit yeah. down and have a talk with them, but guess what? Oh no, he's from creative Monday and he's like <laughs> big time and I'm not going to call him or whatever. And so you are limiting yourself. If so, if you call someone and they turn you down, bad on them. Yeah. If they take you on, great on them. Don't stop asking for help, asking for support, because trust me, you need that. And so it's important to realize that you can establish yourself in other markets and by partnering as well. So in partnering, for instance, some of my consultant friends, they come on in a consultancy with me, but guess what? They can put that on their CV later. Yeah. So they have worked with a multinational organization, not directly, but they have, right? Because they've contributed to that work. And so we also have to give that space where their names can get out there. 
yeah. and their names can be established. I've done a lot of work um, for Bell Trade. I've volunteered quite a bit with them. And I can tell you that a lot of my recommendations comes from not the organization, maybe, but from their staff who know that if they call you up and they ask you, can you please do this? Can you please do that? And then you do it for them. When I'm, when I'm multi, I mean, a multi-billionaire comes in and wants an, an investment support, who are they going to recommend? Yeah. You know? So at the very end of the day, we have to realize that every relationship counts. Everybody out there counts. Whether you're helping the mentally challenged, the homeless on the street, every interaction counts. It is how you are putting in your investment for the world. And that's when God will allow you to, to withdraw from that bank account. So yeah. make sure that you're not only doing it to look good on the public and in the media and to get awards and accolades, do it because it's the right thing to do and that you are, you are doing what was intended for us to give back and give to society. And like Mervyn said earlier, to who much is given, much yeah. is expected. And, 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 but I learned that from my mother and, and I ask for all of you, Find that one person in your life. I don't know who it is who's impressed you, who you want to be like, and let them be your guiding light. Because if you follow their teachings, what they guide you on, even in their passing, you will be delivered to that destination. I, I love that you reference your mother just now because I, I, I was thinking to myself, man, you are rich with inspiration. You're rich with just a heart to give and invest in others. That can't just have happened by accident. Like someone had to invest that in you. Um, so, so what was, what would you say, or, or what was it like with your mom and how, how did maybe those experiences and maybe others, even from my younger years implanted and, and planted these seeds of these seeds of care, these seeds of charity, these seeds of giving back and goodwill for mankind. Like what, where do you think the strength of that came from and how, 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 or what are some of the lessons you've drawn from them? Well, the first thing, my mother, I mean, she was a single disabled woman and anybody who ever asked for food that came past our house, she would prepare that meal and she would serve it to them as if they were the most important visitor. And she taught me that. So while somebody else would ever think to give somebody something cold from their fridge, my mother taught me, warm it up, put it in a plate serve it to them in a manner which is fitting for how you would want to receive it and how it is fitting for the for the king to receive it or whom you would serve. And so I always knew that that is how you treat people. Always the best that you can up, up, um, can you can do. And we didn't have a lot, but she said always make sure that you have more than what you need just so that you have extra in case somebody comes to give it. And Again, when I was going to elementary school, Bernice York was my principal and teacher. And when we had things very hard financially, I didn't have to tell her. She would come and she would say, um, I'm taking you and your brother home this evening. Mm. And we would go to her house and she would give us, and this is my favorite meal, Mervyn. I mean, you're going to be scared <laughs> about this, but I like Milo, <laughs> condensed milk and sardines cooked with onions and habanero oh, sauce and creole bread. Because that <laughs> represented what she gave to me, which was her best to feed to her two little students who needed something who their disabled mother couldn't take care of that evening. Right. And so I, and she was another phenomenal woman in my life who she taught me how to speak, by the way, she taught me how to get on a stage from age two, three, four, five, as I went to her kindergarten. And, um, 
she is 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 a is a woman who has gotten many i mean is is known within belize's environment but again i don't believe she's ever been seen as the hero which she was for many people to, because she was one of the people who helped to raise and grow michelle rodon who is who is now um running the the, the um the association for children um for um, Cleon in terms of cancer. Um, so many of my classmates are now at that level doing things. That, and I think it's because of the seeds that that woman planted mm. in all of us. She made us who we are today. I mean, Ian Courtney and Jose Marie. I mean, there's so many of us out there because of her. Mm. But again, my mother punctuated it and she always did something that I encourage all parents to do. No matter how hard your life is, Always whisper in your child's ear how wonderful they are, how proud you are of them, mm. and how you see them becoming amazing, no matter what the world is telling them. Because you can actually counteract what it is that they are thinking and feeling and building their self-esteem. Because you can't give them wealth. You may not be able to give them education. You may not be able to give them those physical and material things that many of us look for as success. But I believe the best success is self-esteem. Knowing that you're worthy and that you are here in, in God's image and that you are here to manifest the glory that is within him in everything that you do. Mm. And that's the only way that you will accomplish. And I, 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 I trust that those who are watching, you're being inspired, you're being motivated. And I know this will transform your lives because I know I am, I right here, I'm sitting here like and people are coming back to my mind. You know, like, I'm thinking about Miss Neil. She was one of my Sunday school teacher and she in, she really taught me the, the power of, of having a heart for people globally. I mean, every Sunday we used to drop a dollar in the missions, uh, um, um, the missions um, pot, and we could send that out for people all over. She taught me how to sew. She taught me all these different things. So all these people are coming back, and I, I, I guess I'm very encouraged, and I, I want to I, I wanna say and appeal to you guys, look around. There's a lot of people you're surrounded by who, who's investing in you. Draw from them. Pull as much as you can from them and make them proud. Make them proud in the investment that they are making in you. You know, uh, Dr. Dion, I, I want to kind of go back to entrepreneurship a little bit as we're getting ready to wind down. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur I, and I, I'm a business owner. Um, and I, I remember reading uh, about this, but, you know, there's what they call it, that the entrepreneurial seizure. You get an idea and you step forward and then you realize that, entrepreneurship was in the first stage, but then you got to kick into other space, business owner, manager, all these different things. You know, what are some of the entrepreneurial myths that you see um, that's prevalent out there and that needs to be bust? Because, you know, a lot of everyone, everyone is pushing hard right now, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. And you said it earlier, you know, people are going in wanting to be their own boss or, or take charge of their own time. But there's some myth that's out there that I think needs to be uh, bust. And I think people need to understand if you're going to go into this space, you need to go on, go in understanding the truth, right? So what are some myths and what are the truth that uh, we need to kind of understand about that space? I, I know that many of us might not like this part, but but honestly, a, a small strategic plan or document is absolutely necessary. And I'm talking very simplified. And if anybody's interested, I'll send a copy of a very simplified one that you write out in like five minutes and you can yeah. see if it's something that it's worth getting into. You have to write that out and see if it actually makes sense. Um, and then again, when it comes back to the training, the, the, the eight P's of marketing are absolutely important. 
pricing is very important. The product is very important. The place is very important. The promotions you're going to engage in is, is, is absolutely important. And that product or service has to be something that people want, not just because it's a, it's a, I like how Murphy said it's a seizure, you know? Yeah. I, oh my God, this sounds good. I really want this. I, I mean, I want it, but do people want it? And is it serving a public good? Because if it's not, it won't take off. And then we get all disappointed about it. Many people think that you just open the door and, and then the business just starts coming in. Sometimes you're sitting there and it, it's not. It's going to be a challenge. And that's why you always have to make sure that you are in it for the right reason. And that when it starts getting disappointing that you just won't pick up and leave. Because that's when it's almost about to take traction. And the other part is that if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably a serial entrepreneur. And, yeah. and Mervyn can attest to this. <laughs> he has like four or five businesses. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you have to do. And sometimes you have to close one down and start up the next one. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, and sometimes you, you grow your product line and your product line is grown because somebody tells you you need to. One of my most fascinating um, um, entrepreneurs that, that met with me several years ago when I was doing the Youth Business Trust program she came and she, she started off, she wanted to do spice production, right? And so she wanted her machinery and everything to do her spices. And she told me, um, she said, I need $3,000 to buy all the equipment that I need. And then the trust was only willing to lend her $1,500. And she says, I don't want it. And I was so proud of her because some of us, we, we weighed on what we need to start the business. Yeah. Guess what? You can't buy half of a machine. So what are you going to do? So you're going to buy half of the machine. Then you can't produce what you said you were going to do. Then you can't pay back that loan. So you can't get to that level. The planning is important. Knowing what you want and knowing what you need to do to get started. And I love the fact that she did that because some of us would have said, okay, take the 1,500 and see how it works out. She didn't. And after that, what I loved was that she realized that she would drive up the highway on the left-hand side and she would stop at every store along the way and sell her spices. And then she would come back down on the right-hand side. So she wasn't crossing the street. She was mm-hmm. saving fast. And I was like, wow, that was impressive. That was something that came out of the box for me. But what was even better was when she said, these same little shops that I'm selling my black pepper and my ricardo and my things to, they want ideals. So she started to make ideals and the same plastic bag she was using for spices. I love the fact that this young lady was not educated formally at all. But she would come into a session and be open and willing to wow. discuss and grow and learn and figure out. And then she would get me excited. And so I want you all to know that your mentors won't tell you what to do. Yeah. You have to come with the ideas and you have to know when which product line doesn't work, when which product line works, how does it work? And understanding that packaging and and makes a difference because your phone number has to be on the item. So many times I've seen a great product out there, but I don't know how to contact. contact them. And again, thanking those who push you along the way. I mean, if somebody gives you a great review, don't just take that great review, go back and say, thank you. That review. Yeah. Because I have found out that I have been buying heavily off of social media. I go on that marketplace. That business marketplace is good. We have to move on to the different ways of doing things and not only looking at, I mean, it's not only about television and radio. It's about mm-hmm. you embracing new things as they come about. Speak to your employees. You don't know what's coming out of their minds. They're engaging out there with your clients yeah. and you want to hear where they're coming from. Take your evaluations. Don't get angry at anybody. Bad reviews mean that you can do better. Yeah. Great reviews mean that 
I have to do better. And I tell everybody, because I'm doing good today, today's good is tomorrow's mediocrity. Yeah. So you have to work that into your lives and everything. But I also want you to know that make it a part of your entire life. Your business does well with honesty, integrity, and authenticity. That means your private life ought to include those as well. The way you treat people in private, in public, in your community, in whatever spaces has to be consistent. You are a human being. You're not a human trying. So be who you are. Be who your product or service is. And if you're going to sell food, taste that food and see how it tastes. Yeah. Don't cut down and weigh down with quality because it's cheaper. Ask your clients, can you take a 50%, 50 cents raise or, or in price? Don't take away what it is that you're giving to them because you have to keep those expectations here and rising, rising every day. So as an entrepreneur, put in your all, put in your energy. If you screw up, apologize. Yeah. If you do well, say thank you for that, for that and keep on growing and growing and growing. How can I do it better than I did it yesterday? You are your only standard. You are your only ceiling. Not the, not the, not the people on the outside, not who you're competing with, it's good to know what they're doing, but compete on your value proposition, whether it be quality or whatever it is, make sure that people like and need what it is that you're producing. And amazing. Amazing. And I, I, I want to encourage everyone who's watching. I just want to thank Dr. Chamberlain for giving such meat, giving such advice um, to, to our viewers, those who are watching. And I want to encourage you to go look her up. Um, you know, if you need her service, feel free to reach out to her. If you need advice, she I know she will gladly, gladly give you input and advice as you need it. You know, so as we're wrapping up, I, I do have a couple of uh, closing questions for you. You've been doing this for 20 years, 20 plus years, I would say. What would you say have amazed you the most over this time? The kindness of people and the willingness to shift and change. And I'm saying this because sometimes I go into an organization and I'm trying to create a transformation of their culture so that they start doing things, focusing on leadership and doing things the right way. And sometimes I, I, I'm not successful with the company, but I am successful with one or two persons mm. within the room. And it's important for me to be appreciative of that because that's how you create critical mass. And so as you do, don't become disappointed by the fact that you don't accomplish everything that you've wanted to accomplish in whatever job that, that you've taken on. Realize that small incremental steps make that huge difference that you're trying to do. So it's important for you to realize that about your work and realize that it's often important to pause, sit back, evaluate where you are. And then start off anew if that's what it is. And seek help. Um, look for others out there and make sure that you're also willing to offer your help. Because you may think that you need help, but others out there see you as, a, as, as, a, as someone that they can gain help from at the end of the day. So, and build your work on your integrity. Don't align yourself um, and, and putting everything in one basket. Sometimes we do that. We align with governments. We align with political affiliations. We align with certain environments. Align based on the quality of what it is that you're producing so that you are not boxed out at any point in time, whatever flavor of the day is out there or whatever is happening in the environment that you are grounded upon what it is that you work for and provide. I love it. I love it. You know, what, what would you say 
have surprised you uh, over the years? The loyalty of my customers. Um, I I got an email um, a couple months ago from one of my customers who had gotten a solicitation from a company out of Barbados asking them for training services. And my client wrote back to that person and copied me in on the email saying, um, thank you for offering your services. And although it seems rather impressive, we have a local trainer within our country, which we are extremely pleased to have and believe that the quality far surpasses mm. any that we've seen. And we'd like to continue working with them. They are copied on this email. Should you want to partner with them within our country at any future wow. detail? And I think that for me, that was one of the biggest days for me that wow. I realized that my clients wanted me to see that they were honest, had mm. integrity and had authenticity. And so that meant to me that the messages I've, I've passed along have made a difference, but also for the fact that my uh, customers from day one, from the very first day I started this business are still our customers today. Mm means a lot because that means that they've trusted that I am growing because if not, they would be getting the same service they got 15, 20 years ago, you know? So I am really, really gratified by the Belizean public and their support and the kindness of people um, in everything that we do. And I've noticed that even when somebody disagrees with me on a topic um, that's out in the media, nobody ever attacks me directly because they have come that we respect and they respect. And I think that that's one of the biggest things you want in life. Not that people do or agree with everything you say, because we, we have to always um, agree and then commit. But the fact that we will respect each other's positions, each other's voices and the way we, we bring things about, and we're not going to tear each other down, but we're going to build each other up is one of the things that makes me know that I'm in the right space I'm doing it for the right thing and that I have to told, I have to make sure that I stay in my own truth all the time. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I mess up just like everybody else, Mervyn. And that's something that I want entrepreneurs to know. Just because somebody's made it doesn't mean that they don't mess up and they don't have um, things that they don't like what they've just done. But we have to move forward always with kindness and courage and willingness to correct and move forward. And as one of my, my youngest sons always tells me, whenever I say that I'm feeling disappointed about something, he says, that's a huge problem. <laughs> so I know that I have to remain in that truth. Yeah. I, I really want to thank you so much for uh, just, just your transparency, for your, for your openness, and just being able to give us uh, uh, just, your, just your experience. Um, I, I really want to thank you from the Creative Monday team just for being here and, and just really pouring into us as well because we, we're learning. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm like, yeah, we need to tighten up here. We need to work on these areas. And I, I trust that those who are watching are also taking notes. And we do want to encourage you guys. We, we put these shows together for you to inspire, motivate, and transform your life, to give you tools and resources to help you grow your business to help um, also help you improve your life. And so we want to thank you guys for making the Creative Monday discussion show your show. Uh, uh, Dr. Chamberlain, around here, we normally say treat every day like it's a Monday. And part of that is because, you know, Monday is a day, you know, you see a lot of motivation. You see a lot of people getting ready to, to start their week, conquer their, conquer their giants, uh, just really have a powerful week and pursue their vision. When you hear treat every day like it's a Monday, what comes up for you? 
you won't like what just came to my mind. What happens is that as I train, um, a lot of people who are not happy in their workplaces and are not engaged, um, it, it is a scientific fact in Belize and around the world that most people have heart attacks on Mondays because they have such anxiety about going yeah. into toxic workplaces where yeah. environments are not healthy. But it's a good point that you're making. We have to make every Monday worthwhile for everybody in our community to not to not not want to look forward to a Monday. Mondays are great. Yeah. Mondays mean you have five days to get a lot of great things done. Yeah. However, a lot of us think about it, that it's not, that it's something that we don't want to. And so um, just like Marvin just mentioned, creative Monday discussions are there for you to learn from and to grow from. Books are there for you to learn from and to grow from. Watching podcasts and, and listening to speakers like I love, like Les Brown and Wayne Dyer yeah. and, and Covey and Zig Ziglar and all these people are there for us to grow and learn from. No matter what is your way of learning, whether it is going to be by visual, oral, kinesthetic, whatever it is, you learn how you learn. Utilize these shows for the reason that they're there. Plug in while you're driving. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to take special time. I mean, I'm sure when you're driving, you you wait. You're wasting 15 minutes, not doing anything other than just you know, listen. I mean, there is so much, and that is one of the problems that most of us have. We listen to respond and not to understand, and not to realize that that these nuggets that come from a show like what you're providing on a on a on a month weekly basis have value, and it has yeah. even more value because it's Belizean context. Yeah. And so it's so local and so relevant and you know that it's important. So I'm going to implore your, your, your viewership as well, you know, cue into this show. I, I do. I mean, Thank I you. listen to him and, and he does a lot of giveaways. I, I've tried, I haven't won anything yet, but you can win, you know. <laughs> there you go. So, so no, final, how can people get in touch with you? Like if, if, if someone wants to access you, get you to come and speak, uh, even get you to come and do some training. As I said earlier, you were part of uh, your, your organization, trained us and helped us get the Domopan Business Association off the ground. So how can people reach you, get in touch with you and access your service? Our website is www.chamberlainbelize.com and it has a direct link on our um, email that comes directly to myself. So that's one way. But unlike a lot of people, my number is listed. So just look it up, um, call up and, and you'll find me there. So um, I won't have you have to remember or write down anything. You just have to know I'm Dion Chamberlain and you can find Chamberlain on my Facebook, on my LinkedIn and also in the phone book. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, spending this hour with us. It was awesome we really enjoyed it we learned a lot i learned a lot i trust that our viewers learned a lot and uh we we're going to see you guys on the next episode uh this is the end of this episode of the creative mother discussion show uh thank you guys i want to say god bless you see you on the next episode take care